0: That's 800-215-0465. So for a while now, and especially after Orlando, there's been a push to bar people from purchasing firearms if they're on the terror watch list or the no-fly list. Uh, Democrats have proposed these kinds of measures many times. And just uh, this week, Donald Trump announced that he was going to meet with the NRA to see if uh, he could get them to support it. Um, and uh, of course, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama uh, agree with Donald Trump, as they do on on, uh, on a surprising number of issues, or not that surprising if you've been paying attention, that we should stop terrorists from, from purchasing fire, suspected terrorists. Now, if you don't know much about the Constitution, and if you don't think too deeply about the issue or about any issue really there may seem to be some logic to a law like this you know um if you can't board a plane you shouldn't be allowed to buy a gun people will say no fly no buy as obama puts it and you know it's a good idea because because it rhymes that's how you can tell when when someone has a good idea if it if they can say it in a way that rhymes um and it almost sounds uh, sensible along with rhyming If you don't dwell on it for more than seven seconds and if you've recently suffered a severe concussion, that also helps. It's true that the Orlando terrorist, based on all the information that we have now, had been uh, investigated by the FBI. He was probably on numerous watch lists prior to carrying out his attack. Uh, Perhaps if being under investigation or being on a list or being officially potentially maybe dangerous meant that you couldn't buy a gun, then this attack... Would not have happened, possibly. At least, it it wouldn't have happened on that particular day and in that way. Um, No doubt, if a if a if a if a if a man is really determined to kill mass amounts of people, probably find a way to do it eventually. But no matter what obstacles you put in his way, unless the obstacle is you put him behind bars. But I don't deny that preventing him from legally purchasing purchasing a firearm would have likely hindered temporarily his efforts you know i'm willing to admit that fine but there are two other things that you can't deny that must be admitted uh they're called the fourth and fifth amendments of the constitution and these amendments located just two and three steps away from the second amendment respectively guarantee that a person will not be deprived of liberty life or property without due process they stipulate that you can't treat someone as a convicted criminal until they have actually been you know convicted as a criminal um there are all these rules in place about dealing telling the government how they can go about uh dealing with someone who they suspect of a crime and that's you know seems to be primarily the function of the fourth and fifth amendment um and as much as some of us may love the first and second amendments a lot of us don't love those amendments or any of them but these other two, along with all the rest, are crucially important because without them, the first and second are meaningless. You know, the amendments all work together like, like, like uh, notes in a, in a piece of music, okay? If you take away one or two of the notes, you fundamentally changed and probably destroyed the entire song. You need all of it, you know, for the beautiful harmony of, of liberty, the harmony of liberty. You need all the amendments, and if you have the right to bear arms, but the government has the right to take that right away just by snapping its fingers, then you don't have the right. You know, it seems very simple to me. Uh, if, quote, having the right becomes a, 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 a meaningless phrase, uh, if the right can disappear by simply putting your name on a list. And at that point, then we might as well burn the entire document and carry on without it because there's no point. Now, here's the thing. The folks on the various watch lists are, are not charged and convicted terrorists because if they were, they would not be on a list, okay? They'd be in jail. Maybe they'd be on a list in jail, you know, on like a roll call list, but primarily they would be in jail. We don't need to have a wa- like watch it, where, You know, you watch them by just looking at the security cameras. Being on the list just means someone in the government thinks you might be a terrorist, potentially, but our whole system of rights and liberties rests on the fact that the government cannot deprive you of those rights and liberties just because it thinks you might be such and such. It has to prove it. And if it can't, you retain those rights and liberties. What are the consequences of overturning this process? Um, Or of shortcutting it? Remember you can be added to the no fly list, uh, especially, or the watch list for whatever reason, the government decides. And not even like the entire government, but just somebody in the government who's in the right position. You're not given a chance to prove yourself innocent, nor are they required to prove you guilty, which is really the way it's supposed to work. They just put your name on it and you're there. And by they, I mean the particular bureaucrat who happens to be running the show at that moment. And I think a lot of us are aware of these stories. I, I happen to know people or of people who've ended up on the no fly list for reasons that were and still remain mysterious. And it's almost impossible to remove yourself from it. There's no, you, you wouldn't know how, how to go about it or who to talk to. It's easy to end up on it, but difficult to get off of it. I mean, if you're on, let me ask you, you're on the no fly list. Do you have any idea how to get off of it? Who do you even, who do you go to about that? I mean, is there, is there an 800 number you can call? Where do you start? You don't even know you're on it until you go to the airport and they say, oh, you can't fly. Why is that? Well, you're not. You're on the list. Why am I on the list? Eh, I don't know. Nobody knows. You're just there. We want that list to determine your fundamental constitutional rights. Thousands and thousands of Americans are on these lists, and I have to believe that the vast majority of them are not planning terror attacks against the country. At least I hope. I, I, I don't know... Uh, I could probably look this up, I'm just too lazy, but how many people are actually on a watch list or a no-fly list? I mean, I'm guessing it's tens of thousands of people across the country. If even a majority of these people were seriously considering becoming a terrorist, uh, it would be, we'd be living in, we'd just be, it'd be a disaster. It'd be utter chaos and anarchy everywhere you went. Fortunately, there's a, a very small number of people in the United States who are um, terrorists or who are seriously considering becoming a terrorist. We know that it's a very small number of people because these, these incidents are, you know no matter what we say about how it happened so often, uh, it's still a very rare occurrence. I mean, when you consider, when you consider uh, just every day, um. all of the places where mass amounts of people are congregated, you know, just every day hundreds of thousands of areas where millions of people are congregating across the country. And in the vast majority of cases, everyone goes home and nobody is shot to death, at least in a mass killing. You know, if you're in the inner city or something, it's a little different. So anyway, um, All of these people on these lists, innocent or not, should they be deprived of constitutional rights just because a bureaucrat wrote their name on that list? And if so, why just their Second Amendment rights? Why not all of the others? I mean, why not the First Amendment while they're at it? We think you're a terrorist. Well, you shouldn't be allowed to go out and and say things because you might encourage others. Right? Do we see where this thing is headed? Do we see what precedent we've set when the government can revoke a particular right simply by taping, typing your name into a database? This is not a slippery slope into the revocation of the entire Bill of Rights. It is itself a revocation of the entire Bill of Rights. You have uh, just erased. You have you have erased it. Um, you can't. You say that you support a, a right. If you think it can or should be reversed with a stroke of a pen, you know, this to me seems seems obvious. Uh, it, it may t- it may make us temporarily safer to take gun rights away from everyone. The government even half suspects of possibly being a terrorist. But no, we shouldn't do that. You know, we, we, we definitely should not do that. What this comes down to is I think and this is why I really just would like everyone to be honest. Uh so a lot of people, most people maybe, really are not willing to sacrifice any amount of safety for any amount of liberty. That's what it comes down to, you know, when it really comes down to it. Because if you're going to sit up there and say, yeah, the go- if the government even thinks you might be a threat, they should start taking away your constitutional rights. If that's your position, then you clearly, you, you, you put safety over liberty for sure. I mean, that's the definition of putting safety over liberty. And we all say that we know, it's like, oh, give me liberty or give me death, but- a lot of us are just lying you know we're lying to ourselves and each other when push comes to shove we say to the government make me safe you know we don't say let me be free we might say let me be free but what that actually entails we're not interested in so all i would ask is that we try and be and we try to be honest like i said if you really believe that the bill of rights is a silly document and nobody should be made less safe for its sake then just say so. Come out and say it. I would respect your honesty, and I would engage your arguments respectfully. I really would. If you came out and said, listen, I actually think that we should value safety more, the Bill of Rights, you know, it, we should get rid of the whole thing, we should officially abolish it uh, for this and that reason. I mean, that's a legitimate position. I don't agree with it, but it's not unprecedented. M- most countries don't have a Bill of Rights, at least not like the one that we do. Most countries would quite automatically put safety over liberty. As I said, most people do who live anywhere, including in this country. It's just that in this country, we have to pretend otherwise. But most people will put safety over liberty as a matter of principle, really, not even just self-preservation. But to them, it seems obvious like, no, of course, to to a lot of people just seems obvious that, well, yeah, you know, there's all that nice stuff about rights. But obviously, if the government thinks you're a, a terrorist, I mean, it's better safe than sorry. And then you say, "Well, yeah, but you're taking away their freedom," you know. And, and people laugh at that. They say, that's, "Yeah, you're being silly." So these are people that, at a principle, just think it's, they think that liberty is sort of a ridiculous idea. That, that's how a lot of people think. Maybe most people, and certainly most people in other countries. And so, if you agree with those people in those countries, then say so. Be honest. I'm a big boy. Personally, I can take it. I can, and, and you know, I can take it when when somebody questions the sacred cows of Americanism. I can what what I can't take or or what I can take it, but what what irritates me is when someone questions the sacred cows but acts like they're not. When somebody pretends to be, you know, showing reverence to the sacred cows, but in fact is trying to slaughter and devour them. If you're slaughtering the sacred cow, just say, I'm, it's fine. I go ahead and it, I don't want you to do it, but go ahead and, and say that that's your position. Say to hell with the sacred cow, say it. I, I do think in some ways there's this, um, Now, as I said, we have these sacred cows in this country and, uh, and, and, and generally having a sacred, I guess it's the definition of having a sacred cow. There There are things that are actually sacred. That, um, that, that we should always show reverence to that, that of course we don't You know God is sacred There are things that are holy Things from God But then There are things that What we call sacred cow These are things that we take on our own And we make sacred Even if they're not Even if maybe they're not necessarily And we do this as a society And then once you've done that Other people are not allowed to voice Their objections to it Even if they have reasonable objections and they're because they're descended upon, and everyone says, "How dare you!" Everyone just reacts. Okay, and we have that in this country. It, more and more, the sacred cows are being destroyed, and that's not necessarily a good thing. But a lot of times, when we get into talking about the Constitution and the founding fathers and all these things, it's it's um, everyone feels like they have to speak with this reverence, with this unquestioning reverence. our founding documents even if in practice if everything else they everything else they say contradicts the founding documents and contradicts the founding fathers but when it comes to actually talking about them they have to pretend to have this reference what i'm saying is let's not pretend it's very clear that a lot of people in this country do not agree with our founding fathers don't agree with many of the rights in the bill of rights don't agree that liberty should be this kind of uh uh, ideal that we strive for or or should be the the foundation for a country it's very clear that a lot of people do not agree with all of those things and what i'm saying is come out and say let's have the argument but be honest let's stop playing this game because we can't If you're going to come out and say, let's revoke bill of uh, uh, constitutional rights if the government suspects you of a crime. If you're going to say that and then say, yes, but I care about liberty. Well, now it's impossible to have a conversation because you've just you've just proposed two completely contradictory things. What you're saying is nonsense. We can't have a discussion. So be coherent. be, Be, you know, say things that are that make sense and we can have a discussion. What I can't respect is when a person makes a bunch of proclamations about how much he values freedom and then turns around a second later and claims that the government should be able to revoke our freedoms by filing our names in a database. That's not honest. You don't value freedom. uh, At least not as much as you claim. So just admit it. That's all I ask and then we can have a real discussion. And I would be perfectly open to having that discussion. There was that used to be a popular bumper sticker, right? I think more in my parents' generation. Question everything. I don't think we should question. There are some things we shouldn't question, but I think what we should change that to is question most things or question a lot of things. As far as I'm concerned, this is the one of the things you can question. You can question the entire Bill of Rights. You can question it and you should because it's clear that a lot of people have questions. They might as well come out and say them. But don't pretend, don't pretend that you respect it or agree with it if you don't. Personally, I really do. Okay, This is not me. It's not self-righteous. I re- I've thought about it. I've read all the different things. I, I really do believe that our country was built on the Bill of Rights and on the idea of liberty and that it should continue to be that way. That I really believe that. And that's why I'm saying these things. And because I believe that, of course, I have to take the position. I mean, there's, I have no choice but to take the position. To me, it's automatic to take the position that, well, no, you can't revoke someone's bill of rights or you know revoke someone's constitutional rights because of their name on a list. It's obvious. Because my underlying principle here is liberty. If that's not your underlying principle, explain what it is, and and, uh, and we can have an argument. That's all. Um, All right, that's going to do it for me. I'll talk to you guys next week. I appreciate it. Godspeed.